Hello everyone, Chad Franzen here, and welcome to the Kingdom Finance Show. Today we are going to reveal what you really need to know about the economy, the stock market, and real estate. And we're going to give you action steps to take right now to become a Kingdom Impact Investor. It's time to bring clarity out of chaos. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Chad Franzen. Welcome to the Kingdom Finance Show. And today we're going to take a inside look at what's going on in the economy. Now, we're recording this particular episode here, November 2023. Um, so if you're watching this on recording, obviously keep that in mind. What I wanted to do on today's show would just go through some of the uh, stats and the data of what we're reading and hearing at Wealth Builders Investments from kind of all different sources of what's really happening in the economy. We hear a lot at a high level what the government government says. We hear at a high level what the Federal Reserve says, which we talked about that on last week's show. Um, so go back and watch that one uh, based on the November Federal Reserve meeting and Chairman uh, Powell and kind of what we expect for interest rates going forward. Um, so you want to check that episode out. On today's show, we're really going to look at what's really going on in the economy. I'm going to talk specifically about some of the companies and what they're saying as far as their sales. Now, be mindful, the economy is two-thirds consumer spending. So it's what you and I and in our, in our families, what we spend. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for being here on the Kingdom Finance Show. Uh, this won't be an overly long episode. I just want to drill down on some of the data we're hearing from corporate America, from Wall Street, uh, because I think that's going to help us as we think through how to be wise investors, how to create a sound financial plan, investment strategy that doesn't violate our conservative values that we can understand, that we can implement going into 2024. Okay, I'm going to share a couple slides, um, but if you're listening to this in an audio-only format, don't worry, I'll just kind of read from the slides. Um, so let's cover just, just, some, just some fast facts going on in the economy. Uh, fact number one is that the the U.S. economy is is growing uh, quite quite well. In the third quarter, the annualized growth rate for the U.S. economy was four point nine percent. Now that's an increase from the second quarter when the annualized growth rate was two point one percent. Now what that means is, as we talked about on last week's show with Federal uh, Reserve policy on interest rates. With the economy growing at a higher rate, at least as it's being reported, interest rates will remain higher. It doesn't mean they're going to keep being increased, but it means they're not going to be decreased. Okay, so as long as the economy is, is running pretty hot, running pretty strong, we do not expect that interest rates are going to be cut at the federal level. So that means um, higher for longer um, on interest rates. So when you're thinking about uh, business loans, investment loans, lines of credit, mortgages, uh, we really do anticipate based on what we're seeing out of the economy, because that's one of the key drivers that the Fed is looking at. We expect that to, to stay high for longer. Uh, we also saw in October, uh, we, we've talked about in, in some of our uh, other shows and what we the work we do at Wealth Builders Investments with clients that the S&P 500 is really driven by seven companies. It used to be five, and now it's it's really seven key technology companies that drive all of the market, right? And so how they go, the market goes. One of the common 
misconceptions is that if you just invest in the S&P 500, that you're pretty well diversified. That's really not true because seven companies drive almost all of the earnings and the other 493 companies, uh, a lot of them are, they're doing okay. They're, they're not knocking it out of the park. They might have, you know, flat returns year to date on that. So when we think about, I think someone coined it the Magnificent Seven, you know, after the, the Western, um, but those seven key companies, um, they're, they're the big tech names, right? They're, you know, they're the Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, NVIDIA, Tesla, right? Those make up the majority of what the quote index uh, is reporting. Uh, but those seven companies had some significant uh, declines in the month of October. And in fact, I was just looking at an investor business daily report that those seven companies in the month of October lost about $1.8 trillion in market cap. And so those seven companies uh, the big tech names, which had been up so dramatically in the first seven months of 2023, they're down 10% in the last uh, two, two and a half months on that. So again, the technology names, the, these big mega cap names, um, you know, they they rise and fall and you're not necessarily fully diversified just because you invest in your retirement plan or in a, in a college savings account in the quote index for that. So that's point number two. Uh, point number three, uh, I mentioned this on last week's show, and I actually couldn't find the article to, to quote it, but I, I found it. I wanted to mention it again, this is important uh, because the National Association of Home Builders, the Mortgage Bankers Association, and the National Association of Realtors have all written and reached out to the Federal Reserve to express their concern about the level of interest rates. Now, this is lobbying at its finest, right? I mean, there's there's lobbyist groups funded by, by deep pocket people uh, in every part of government and the economy, whether that's whether that's medical, um, or whether that's education, uh, whether that is uh, housing. So here we have the home builders, the bankers, and the realtors. Uh, they're all um, got their lobbyists working hard to get into the ear of Chairman Powell and the Federal Reserve to say, hey, we really don't like interest rates this high. And uh, we would really like you to get um, interest rates lower uh, because mortgage rates as of October 2023 are the highest they've been since the year 2000. So 22, 23 years, right? Uh, we have not seen mortgage rates this high in the United States. Now, again, mortgage rates are cyclical. They go up and down. We want to have a long-term perspective on this, but recognizing that some of us uh, may be looking to upgrade from home A to home B, looking to buy a first-time home, looking to become a real estate investor or expand our real estate investment portfolio. Well, don't worry. The uh, the bankers, the builders, and the realtors are all lobbying for you <laughs> in Washington with the Federal Reserve. Now, what I talked about on last week's show was that the Fed has stated um, they've they've really communicated this uh, directly and indirectly that they are not talking about cutting interest rates at this point. We don't expect them to increase rates, but it's likely late spring at the earliest, but more likely next summer of 2024 before rates come down. Now, we'll see how the lobbying efforts do. Um from, from these housing groups, but that's really point number three of what's happening 
inside of the economy in the U.S. Uh, number four uh, thing that's going on in the economy is in the oil and gas industry. Now, I'm from Texas, and if you've heard me talk about investment strategies and portfolios, I do personally like having investment allocations to energy, to oil and gas, um, whether that's in the public markets or the private markets, just depends on your personal preference. But uh, interesting to know, uh, both Exxon and Mobil uh, made some some big deals, some big uh, ac acquisition. Uh, Exxon Mobil announced it was buying Pioneer for sixty billion dollars, and then Chevron um, announced it was buying Hess Oil for fifty three billion dollars. So again, we've had some strong performance in the energy markets. Again, remember when you see the price at the pump uh, for for gas or diesel go up in price. Now that's a bit that's more or less a tax on us as consumers. I mean, I drive a Ford F one hundred and fifty, so it cost me. If my truck is empty and I have one of the bigger tanks, it cost me over a hundred dollars to fill up my tank. Now um, that's bad for me and my monthly spending and budget. Um, but that's really good if you own shares in a public or private company that is run well and profitable in the oil and gas business. So those are obviously the the big names, Exxon and Chevron in the industry on that. So so that's something to be aware of what's going on in the economy. That's important to know. Uh, I, I do think um, energy, oil and gas, I do think um, over the next several years, that's going to continue to be an asset class that we want to be in, we want to look at. Um, they do tend to uh, provide strong cash flow, um, and um, I like that. So that's point number four. Um, point number five, we have uh, many of you in our community that are on Social Security benefits, and um, it, they had a large increase in Social Security for, for this year, for 2023. They announced um, at the end of 2022, almost a 9% increase in Social Security benefit payments which is really positive for those that rely on that as part of their fixed income budget um, for that. That's called a COLA, a cost of living adjustment. That's the acronym um, for it. But they recently announced here in October what the uh, plan is for 2024. And again, I'm trying to give you just some facts that I think are relevant for you. Um, and, and so that's why I wanted to, to focus a lot of the show this week on it. Um, so the government has announced uh, that the cost of living adjustment for 2024 for Social Security benefits is going to increase by 3.2%. Now, that's significantly lower than the, the previous increase um, for that. So that's something to be aware of. Yes, your Social Security benefit payments are going to go up. They're not going to have near the spike that they had this year when they went up almost 9% on them. One of the things I mentioned on last week's show was I'm going to transition a little bit here to 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 a couple of charts. I'm going to I'm going to put up. If you're watching the video, if you're on audio, don't worry. Uh, I'll give you the uh, the uh, Reader's Digest version of it. But one of the things that the Federal Reserve was talking about in their comments was um, needing looking at tightening of credit. And um, what where we are now in into October in November of 2023 is we've had a lot of the major companies, uh, the Fortune five com Fortune 500 companies, they're reporting earnings. 
and demand is starting to weaken. Okay. And in fact, when these big companies, and this was an article from Bloomberg, when these big companies did uh, their earnings call, uh, these are the S&P 500, and there's also a lot of the European companies on that. Um, more and more of them are citing uh, significantly weaker demand on that. And so what, what does that mean when we think about weaker demand? Well, that's what drives the economy, right? And so a lot of these companies, in fact, Target, although I am not a fan of Target, I do not invest or shop at Target, just to be clear, but Target has posted seven consecutive quarters of declining sales of their discretionary items, right? Apparel, toys, you know, your consumer staples, groceries and, 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 and otherwise, um, you're probably going to continue to buy those. But seven consecutive quarters of declining sales from Target. Um, I would like to think some of that is, is people who do not want to support their very woke and liberal agendas. But it's also a very telltale sign of the underlying uh, psychology of consumers, discretionary spending, right? So a lot of these, even, even some of the discretionary food and beverage items, Target said that those items were declining, right? There's a certain food and beverage items that you'll, you'll trim if you're really starting to feel um, a pinch on your, on your wallet um, on that. In fact, let me uh, let me see if I can get that chart up and show it here. It's interesting, though, that that uh, you know the stock market has has been uh, fairly resilient, um, had a lot of volatility in October, but um, I think the more we see these big Fortune 500 companies um, say, "Hey, we might meet our earnings, but we're not going to blow it out of the water," and we're seeing particularly at the retail level, we're seeing a lot of folks um, slow down on their spending. All right. One of the other um, interesting things that we look at um, is what's happening in manufacturing, right? So manufacturing is a lot of the backbone um, of, of the U.S. economy for that. And they have an index. Uh, it's called the ISM index. It comes out every month. It's a good one to follow. Um, and there's, I think, like 18 different industries that are in the in this um, in this supply um, manufacturing index um, on that. And uh, this report just came out early November. But again, we're trying to look on this week's show of well, what's really going on inside of the economy in the industries. We've talked a little a little bit about housing and energy. Uh, we've talked about some of the tech companies. We've talked about what's going on with retail, right? So I'm hoping it's giving you. Uh, some clarity on oh, okay well here's here's some here's some good things going on here's some things that are that are negative um for that so of the 18 different industry in the in the ism index um there was only two of them that posted positive growth for the month of october oh okay um and that's that's the same number uh if we look back when COVID started in 2020, or we even look back to 2008, when the economic um, financial crisis happened, that that's the same stat in those periods. There was like maybe two industries that were showing growth. So again, we're looking at the fourth quarter, 2023, just so we're clear. 
and 16 of the 18 industries in this ism index are are not showing any growth now that's a big telltale sign that manufacturing and supply chain is going down we have we have some data from companies like costco and target and others that discretionary spending is slowing down significantly now what will be interesting to see is how as we go into the christmas season and the holiday season shopping and all the you know all the sales and all the the advanced retail uh, marketing how does the consumer respond to that again we've got higher interest rates uh, we've got significantly higher mortgage rates um, the job market is still good but but a lot of people are starting to pull back at the corporate level at the small business level and at the consumer level right that's the three the three different levels for that now, one thing uh, when we talk about, let me tie tie this in a bow. When we think about financial planning and investment strategy, uh, and again, let me let me pause. If if you like the show, if you're curious, hey Chad, how do I apply some of these topics you're teaching on? Again, I want this to be educational for you, but I also want to give you some on ramps. Uh, feel free to visit our team online, wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. We'll be happy uh, to provide you a complimentary phone consult. We rotate some different free resources on that on that page. So wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. You can get a free download. And then if you want to follow up with a complimentary consult by phone, we'll be happy to do that to help you understand, hey, okay, I'm following this. I've been tracking you for a while. Maybe you've been tracking with Billy Epperhart, my business partner, and you really want to put a plan into place for your business, for your nonprofit, for your family, um, we're happy to help. And so that's a great extension of the Kingdom Finance show of, well, okay, this is, the, you know, this is educational, this is informative, but what do I do with it? I uh, just want to mention that. So with that in mind, what we like to look at uh, with Wealth Builders Investments is we like to look for companies, businesses, investments that have high free cash flow. Right now, if you remember, the definition of an asset is something that puts money in your pocket. So when you hear the likes of Robert Kiyosaki or Billy Epperhart or others teach on streams of cash flow, passive income, as it were, assets and liabilities, an asset is really something that's putting regular cash flow in your pocket. Now, that can be rent, that can be dividends, that can be interest, it can be capital distributions from a business, it can be royalties. From, a, from an investment, a lot of different ways. You know, there's probably six or seven key ways that happens. But again, that study from Bloomberg was really looking at free cash flow companies, uh, public companies in particular that had high amounts of free cash flow. So if you think about it, if you're running a business or you're an entrepreneur, you are wanting to have margin. You're wanting to have proof of concept, right? You want to have all those things dialed into your business. It's the same way when you're thinking about financial stewardship. You're thinking about, hey, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with the economy or with interest rates or the upcoming election. However, what are some tried and true principles that even if we do go through a large downturn in the market, a, a short or a prolonged recession, what are some things that would help in my portfolio, in my financial strategy, again, this could be your family, this could be your business, this could be your nonprofit, right? Um, what are some things that are a little more, shall we say, resilient to 
um, economic calamities, chaos, confusion, which is certainly what we feels like we are perpetually in. Um, so again, investments in companies that have high free cash flow. A lot of different ways you can you can do that. Um, certainly with public stocks, private e- private equity, um, real estate, um, all sorts of things to do that. But again, one concept. And earlier in the program, I mentioned a uh, particular part of the industry. I mentioned energy. I mentioned oil and gas. Again, I'm not giving you specific advice here. I'm just sharing uh, education and ideas. But energy companies, oil and gas companies, uh, they are cyclical in nature, but they have the ability to create free cash flow, right? I mean, you may pay more at the pump, but um, the Exxons and Chevrons and the private companies that do this of the world, um, they're more profitable, create that free cash flow. Well, I hope that's helpful. Again, whether the market... um, no matter what the market's next turn is, as we just kind of wrap up today's show, I think it's important to have a cohesive financial plan for your business, for your family on the financial front. There's a handful of things, three or four things you want to have in place. And no matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican in office, um, no matter what um, interest rate policies are set by the Federal Reserve, right? No matter what the the season is that we're in, you can have some financial assets, some financial strategies that you can control, that you can understand, first of all, and that you can execute on, right? An idea is only as good as its implementation. So again, thanks again for being a part of the Kingdom Finance Show today. I hope you found this helpful as we talk through some of the deeper things going on in the economy. I really wanted to get Uh, a little more specific on today's show as far as some things going on in corporate America, some things going on with technology companies, energy companies, right, and the like. If you want to understand how to make practical applications to the content we provide here at the Kingdom Finance Show, I want to give you a way to do that. Again, I want to give you as much free uh, educational and impactful resources and insights as I can And again, just to encourage you in your journey to invest with values and invest what we we call a kingdom framework. You want to make an impact on the world for for the positive. You don't want to compromise your values. You want to leave the world a better place with the businesses uh, that you help uh, to steward or or nonprofits and churches and whatnot. Um, So if you want to learn more, we've got a great team of advisors at Wealth Builders Investments wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. We've got a free download there. And you'll also get an email uh, we are doing right now uh, just for the next few weeks. We're doing complimentary financial consultation. So if you want to try to get one, we've got a few slots left between now and end of the year. And then we'll kick that back up after the holidays. We'll do, do that again in the first quarter. Thank you so much for being a part of the Kingdom Finance Show community. Please like and subscribe. Please pass this show along uh, to your friends and colleagues who share our values and would um, you feel would gain value from the teaching and education we provide here. Well, that's all we have for today's show. Thanks again for being here. I'm Chad Franzen, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Kingdom Finance Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps to get the word out. For more resources on becoming a kingdom investor and to connect with us directly, visit our website at wealthbuilders.net. That's wealthbuilders.net. We'll see you next time on the Kingdom Finance Show.
The content provided is for educational purposes only. We encourage you to seek personalized investment advice from your financial professional. For all tax and legal advice, please consult your CPA or attorney. Investment advisory services are offered through Authentic Counsel, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Cabin Securities, a registered broker-dealer. The content of this podcast does not constitute an offer of securities. Offerings can only be made through an offering memorandum, and you should carefully examine risk factors and other information contained in the memorandum.